What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Going Live podcast. It is your host, Max Going, and today we are back, and finally, we are talking some fantasy football. Unfortunately, in the podcast world, you need equipment to do these type of things, and one of my main pieces of equipment kind of uh, kind of died on me. It's a little old, and so I was unable to perform the podcasting duties the last few weeks. I saved up, and now we are back, and we are live, and thank you for tuning in. I do apologize for the long layoff. It was it was a mess. I tried to do a soccer podcast with our with our soccer analyst, and it was just nothing but static and just as frustrating as it gets. So um, once again, just thank you so much for tuning in once again, and we are finally back. It is week ten of the fantasy football season, and we will be talking about week nine mainly, and then some uh, waiver wire claims that you should look into um, for this week. Uh, we got a lot of them. We got ten of them. So. Uh, that will take up some time. And then we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about some of our starters, our stardom and sitem results. We did pretty well last week, so let's get to the the news of the day. What's happening right now in the world of sports? We'll start with the college football scene. As Alabama LSU is in jeopardy with some positive COVID tests on the LSU side, so hopefully that gets resolved and you know either rescheduled instead of canceled. Uh, but we will keep you updated on any news on the Instagram. The Masters starts this Thursday, and the odds are that Bryson DeChambeau is going to win. He's a plus 600 right now, followed by Justin Thomas and Dustin John or Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson at plus a thousand. And then you guys have guys like John Rahm and Rory McIlroy at 1100. And uh, John Rahm is actually my pick to win the Masters. I need him to win in a fantasy golf league. Yes, you heard that correctly, fantasy golf. But I like I, li- I honestly like his chances. I really do. He had a he had an ace in practice rounds, so he's obviously feeling himself going into Thursday. But regardless, I am very excited to see who gets that green jacket. Uh, the Astros general management. They are, or I should say former general manager, is suing the Houston Astros for $22 million, stating that he, you know, they did not deserve to be fired. And they did not deserve because of the fact that they had no knowledge of what was going on. And they feel like they were scapegoated, quote unquote, scapegoated. And so, you know, Jeff Lunau is going to claim that he had no idea of what was going on. And he's going to argue that even the employees that that orchestrated this whole thing, that constructed the you know the video replays and the trash cans and all that good stuff, still kept their jobs with the Astros. And so it's going to be a very interesting lawsuit with facts of that matter. So this thing is far from over and <laughs> There's going to be a long legal battle to see, you know, what the truth is, and and I'm very excited to see what unfolds from this because you have one side of the story, you have Rob Manfred's side of the story, and a lot of fans think that he did not distribute the correct punishment to the right, to, to the correct people, and so if the man, if um, if he wins this lawsuit, I I, I really don't know. If Rob Manfred can keep his job, I really don't. So, 
interesting stuff there in the baseball world. Obviously, we are in the off season, and so that is probably the biggest piece of news we're going to get until the winter meetings. Uh, let's move on to the college basketball scene real quickly as Gonzaga was named the number one seed in the AP preseason poll. We will see if he if they stay there for the rest of the year. Uh, let's move on to some NFL news as Big Ben and four other Steelers have been placed on the COVID-19 list. Now, Big Ben has not tested positive for COVID, but has been tracked as a high risk for an exposure. So, any Big Ben, Big ben owners out there in fantasy, um, if you plan to start him this week, obviously you might want to find a plan B if needed. Amanda Nunes out for her UFC 256 fight. Uh, the good news is this is going to be rescheduled for early next year, and we will probably hear that date as soon as the injury timeline is um, probably a little more concrete. So that sucks, but we are not losing this fight. We will be seeing it um, in the near future for sure. Uh, Jets, Patriots. Jets almost shocked the world, beat the Patriots. They do not, though. Nick Falk hit a 51-yard field goal as time expired to give the Patriots a 30-27 win. And <laughs> it's not often you see the Patriots celebrating that much after beating an 0-8 team, but it's 2020. So uh, speaking of 2020 in the NFL, the uh, owners have approved of a what-if situation with the playoffs. So if any more games are lost to the COVID-19 situation, another outbreak with the team, yada, 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 the playoff format will be extended from 16, or I'm sorry, will be extended from 14 games to 16 and, you know, I'm assuming they will all be all all be determined based off winning percentage and not um you know wins and losses because I'm assuming there are they're at a point where if the Titans go down if you know if any of these teams that have already had their bye week go down with a covid outbreak you have to have a plan B that was the una uh, unanimous decision by the owners and that will be uh, um definitely implemented if if uh, needed um, and then one other thing they did agree on, which I think is very interesting and, and, and very progressive in a great way, but the owners have approved of a, a, a diversity measure, as they call it, where if a team employs uh, a man or woman of, of you know, African-American descent, you know, Hispanic descent, and they make their way up the ladder and then they get a general manager position or an owner's position or, a, or a, I'm sorry, it's a head coach or a general manager, manager position, the team will be compensated two third-round picks at the end of the third round. So now, just like we have in baseball, we will have a round after the third round. I mean, it will be the normal third round and then the compensated picks after that. So... Not only does this change the dynamic of, of the people employed in the NFL, this changed the amount of people that gets drafted in the NFL. So a lot of things are changing here, and this is uh, a great thing. It's, it's, it's an absolutely historic decision by the NFL. And um, the fact that it was unanimous is very, very, very settling to think that, you know, these people also want to see some sort of change. And um, we're, we're going to see some change. I mean, 
at the end of the day, the NFL still requires excellency. And so to get onto an NFL team in any sort of, of fashion, whether it's the janitor or the ball boy or the water people, it's it, you have to be the best at your job. And so they're not going to just hire people because of their skin color, but they're going to definitely take more applications from minorities and, in fact, doing that, diversify this league and it's you know it's amazing i really think it's amazing that it will just open more doors for more people and so um no one's getting a free pass here you still have to be at the requirements but more people are going to get looks now and so and unfortunately this is what it had to take (laughs) unfortunately this is you have to get compensated to do this but at the end of the day, I think it's the right move. And that's it. That is it. Um, one last thing. Uh, Stephen Gilmore was out his second straight game last night. Uh, keep an eye on that if you are if, uh, if you have the Patriots defensive fantasy because that is obviously their best player, and they're already down so many people that with Gilmore out, I think they are in the territory of being dropped and um, and forgotten about. So... Let's move on to Sunday. Let's talk about some Sunday football, some stun- Sunday standouts, as we'll call it. And we got to start with Buffalo, man. Buffalo 44, Seattle 33. And I want to make two points here, three points. First point is Josh Allen is an elite quarterback, and he's going to have to just find his way in terms of consistency before he can be considered a top-five quarterback. But he's got all the tools. All the tools. 415 yards yesterday. I'm sorry, on Sunday. And, you know, he pretty much just carried that Bills team. The, 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 the rushing game was okay. 57 yards, two touchdowns on the goal line. But one by Josh Allen, one by Zach Moss. But, you know, with that being said, the Seattle Seahawks are in trouble. They are in serious, serious trouble. You cannot win in this league when you have the worst defense in the NFL. You can't win this league if you have the bottom three defense in the NFL. You cannot outscore your way to a Super Bowl championship. It is literally never been done. It has always been exposed. It has always worked in the favor of the team that is more well-rounded. At this moment in time, the Seattle Seahawks are going to have to make a decision. You either keep your defensive coordinator and hope and pray that Russell Wilson does not have a game where he throws two interceptions. He still had two touchdowns. He still threw for 390 yards. And he had five receivers with 40 or more yards, spreading the ball out with everybody. But he threw two picks. And because he threw two picks... That cost them 11 points at the end of the day. That was the difference. Turnovers cost the Seahawks. And now you are asking Russell Wilson to be perfect for the next 10 weeks. It is downright impossible. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it next week. If they go 12 and, you know, 12 and 4, 13 and 3, I'm going to say they are not going to go far in the playoffs. Because you cannot... <laughs> Have Russell Wilson 
and this the Seahawks offense go for 400 plus yards, 447 to be exact, and give up 44. You have to make it. You have to make a change on the defensive coordination side. <laughs> this is not working, and it will not work. You are not going to go through the NFC gauntlet, gauntlet without a defense. And the reason I say this is because you have now Carlos Dunlap. You have Jamal Adams back, who is as a professional as ever. And you still gave up 44 points. You might say, well, look, you know, Carlos Dunlap's new. Definitely understandable. Jamal Adams has been out for about six weeks. Definitely understandable. Five weeks, maybe. Definitely understandable. But you had your probably your best two defensive players on the team you still gave up 44. Two players are not going to make a difference when you are this flawed on the defensive side of the ball. It's just not going to happen. And so I'm saying it now, and I will say it until the season ends, the Seahawks are not winning the Super Bowl. They are not going to win the Super Bowl unless the play calling is taken away and changed or, or, or new defensive coordinators there. Because, man, the 12s are mad. They're definitely not happy because they know, they understand the Legion of Boom. They've won Super Bowls with defense and had Russell Wilson compliment that. Now, all you need now with Russell Wilson in the state of excellence that he's in is a defense to compliment him. All you need is a defense to compliment him. You don't even need a, a dominant defense. And they can't even have that. They can't even get that done. With all the moves they made, they cannot even get out of the bottom five. And so that that shows me that there are, are, are some serious foundational issues there. So, yeah, Seahawks, first-round bounce, in my opinion, if nothing changes. Let's move on. Let's move on to the Bears and Titans. And I just want to say that the Titans are a legit team. And so... It should not be taken lightly that the Bears have struggled lately. They've been playing some good teams, no doubt. But it's time to look yourself in the mirror, Mr. Nagy, and contemplate if you made the right choice. Because ever since you put Nick Foles in, the Chicago Bears have been one-dimensional as ever. As ever. And the thing about the NFL, if you didn't know it, one-dimensional teams go nowhere. And when I when I mean one-dimensional, I mean either run all the time or pass all the time. If 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 you don't have a balanced offense or a balanced defense, you're not going to win games, and especially on the offensive side of the ball. Defense wins championships. But bad offenses lose games. Doesn't matter how good your defense is. You're playing in the NFL. You're going to give up some points. But if you're the Bears, you have a great defense. Maybe great is not the right word. You have a good, above-average defense. No doubt about it. And ever since you've made the change at quarterback, you have lost four out of the last five games. The Bears started... At four and one, and ever since they've gone three and one and three, 
So they're they're, they're now at a five and three team in the NFC North, where they now have to still play the Packers twice. They have to play the Packers twice. They have to play the Lions twice. And they have to, I'm sorry, they have to play the Lions once and the Vikings twice. Those divisional games are never easy. does not matter what type of team there is. Those rivalries are real and those games are tough. And with this formula, they are probably going to lose every single one of those games. Because let's just break it down. When you have Mitchell Trubisky in at quarterback, you have to respect the fact that he can run. Maybe not, not, maybe not Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray or even a guy like Josh Allen. Maybe he's not that much of a threat on the rush. But he still gives you rushing yards. No, no matter what the game is, he will, he will scramble and will get you some yards if needed. But Nick Foles... That is not a concern at all. At all. And so look, with Trubisky at quarterback, they averaged five or more yards per carry. Every single game Mitch Trubisky played in, they have had five or more yards per carry. That is not a coincidence. The defense has to respect the fact that the play action can come and the scramble can still happen. With Nick Foles... The play action leads to a pass 100% of the time. Nick Foles, ever since Nick Foles has been in, they haven't scored 30. The most they've scored is 26. You tell me how many games you win if the most points you score is 26 for the rest of the season. Let me tell you, it's not going to go well. It's just not. And... So, yards per carry with Nick Foles in as quarterback, as the starting sole quarterback, is at 2.5-ish. Ish. Average 2-3. We'll call it it a broad, broad average. That's drastic. That is a drastic change in yards on the ground. And when you know you don't have to worry about the quarterback, all you have to do is worry about Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson's still going to get his, okay? But the last three games... 17, 23, 10. It doesn't win you anything. And so, (sighs) it's tough to say you have to switch back to Trubisky, but if you do that, you lose your job. Nagy will lose his job if he goes back to Trubisky. And so, he's going to stick with Nick Foles, and it's not going to work. And I said it from the day one, you don't don't switch quarterbacks when you're 4-1. It makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. It doesn't matter if he's not hitting the metrics that you want. You can't take him off after a win like that. I mean, it's just, it never made sense from the start. And it's testing out that it's not going well. (laughs) The test results are in. This experiment is not working. That's just me. That is just me. We'll move on to the Sunday night game. As the Saints completely blow out the Bucks, and in my opinion, 
the reason I'm mentioning this because Michael Thomas is back. I think it gives everyone a little bit of a boost fantasy-wise. Drew Brees included, Traquan Smith, Emmanuel Sanders. They all get a little bit of a bump in fantasy relevance. With that being said, I think you should definitely buy low on Mr. Tom Brady. I don't know if you saw his face after that blowout. He was not amused. He was not amused. And then he went to the the center of the field, and he got a nice big old smirk from Drew Brees. And, of course, it's a, it's a friendly smirk, and they've played against each other for so long. One's going to win, and one's going to lose every time. And Drew Brees is just saying, look, sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. Sometimes it's a blowout, and it's funny. But Tom Brady is a psychopath. He might not look like a psychopath, but he's going he's going to use that for motivation. And so you get blown out by a guy who you know, is the only man in history to have more touchdowns than you. So take a look at his playoff schedule. And if you play until week six, 17, I feel sorry for you. But Carolina, the Rams, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now you have two of the three next week's challenge. For sure a challenge. And it might even make the trade happen. Because you can mention it, hey, look, Tom Brady might have a, a tough time. The next three opponents or might be a little difficult, especially after that blowout against the Saints. You might convince a few people that's the way to go. Then he has his bye week. This is where the money is, right here. This is where the money is, people. Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta. Buy low on Mr. Tom Brady. Buy low on, you know, I, I guess say wide receivers, it's going to be tough. I would say definitely buy low on Gronk if you can. And you know, after a performance like last week, you will have your best opportunity to buy low. So don't wait a week. Don't say, oh, well, let's see how we... No. Trust me. If you're going to do it, do it now. So that is it. That is our Sunday standouts for week nine. And we will move out, move on to our waiver wire standouts and some guys that definitely made the pick 'em up list. So we'll go right from our waiver wire standouts right to the pick 'em up list. We'll start with Richie James. He is on both of these lists and 0.1% rostered in fantasy on ESPN. I'm assuming Yahoo. It's going to be probably very similar. But the thing, the, the historically in the NFL, injuries always open and close doors. It is the fact of the business. Look at Tom Brady and look at Drew, Bre- Drew Bledsoe. After that injury, those career paths went trajectory, the exact opposite trajectory. Exact opposite. And so when you see a team struggle with injuries and then you see a guy come up and take advantage of those injuries, that is what you see with Richie James. And this could be a one-week thing and this could ne- we could never mention Richie James ever again. But nine receptions, 184 yards, and one touchdown against a Green Bay pass defense, that is definitely nothing to, to laugh at. In my opinion, it is worth a waiver wire claim if it makes sense for you. Do not give up anybody that you think could help you in the future significantly because it, it is a risky pickup for sure. But... 184 yards in the NFL game, you need to be very talented to do that. And I think that Richie James could, we could be seeing the next San Francisco 49ers number one wide receiver, or we could be seeing him on the practice squad in three weeks. But the injuries have led to this performance, and uh, he could could 
Could be a miracle. Who knows? Let's move on to Drew Locke as he's next on both of these lists. And I said last week to pick up Cam Newton as my number one streaming option. Uh, a few comments said, who else, who else? I said, Drew Locke is definitely my number two option to stream. And boy, did he play well. 313 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception to go along with a rushing touchdown. And that was against Atlanta. And now he's uh, he's got another great, great opportunity. And so he's got a good matchup next week on Sunday against Las Vegas. They're not uh, they're not stingy when it comes to giving up passing yards. They're pretty good around the end zone, but they do give up some passing yards. So Drew Locke is definitely on my waiver wire um, in terms of who I want to pick up. If I need a streamer, he is there. Kalen Balaj, 15 carries, 69 yards, and one touchdown. He is also 0.1% rostered. And uh, unfortunately, I'll probably I'll pass. I'll pass. They have a logjam of running backs in Los Angeles for the Chargers, and I just I think Austin Eckler comes back eventually, and this whole conversation is is a moot point. So I will say pass on Kalen Balage, and hopefully Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson make me look smart there. Next on this list, Irv Smith Jr., two receptions, 10 yards, and two touchdowns. He is 3.8% rostered, and in my opinion, it's just a little too risky. There, He's not even considered the number one definitive, definitive tight end in, um, in Minnesota, and so I think it's a little bit of a push to make a claim for him. Jason Sanders, Miami kicker. Yeah, we're talking kickers. We're talking kickers. Don't you worry about it. Four for four on the field goals, four for four, for four on the extra points. I don't include a kicker on my pick up list, but if you need a kicker, he's been pretty consistent all year. A few a few games in the double digits, even if, uh, even one game in the 20s. So, you know, the talent's there for sure. Uh, if you need a kicker for next week, he is an option. Saints defense, man. Party of three. Three points allowed, three interceptions, three sacks, 39% rostered, and they're definitely an option to to stream next week uh they are not my number one option for sure my number one option is going to be the packers as they face a backup quarterback in jacksonville with a very solid pass defense but the new orleans saints next week they are in san francisco or at home against san francisco and so they'll probably be my number two stream option to pick them up um they look good they look real good against a real good offense and so i think the packers or the saints or a viable stream option next week. And let me just say this real quick. The Panthers are the best 3-6 and six team in football, and it's very unfortunate that Christian McCaffrey is not going to play, more than likely, on Thursday. But if he can just miss out one week, and they can somehow win, that offense is so, so dynamic. If they can just figure out the defense, maybe not this year. I said it, they would be a sleeper team, but... They could maybe make a playoff run, man. If they can win the rest of their division games out, don't sleep on the Panthers. That's what this message is about. Uh, let's go to our stardom sit em results real quick. And actually, no, my fault. I didn't even finish the, the pick them up. So we got at quarterback, Drew Locke, as I said, Tua Tagovailoa is our second pickup at the quarterback position. If you didn't watch the Cardinals game, man, Murray and Tua could be you know, a real fun matchup for years to come. 
but yeah, that's why he's a starter. He looked real good. He looked mobile. And his schedule is not too bad going forward. Chargers, Denver, and the Jets. He's 28% rostered. I would say he's a he's a definitely an option to stream next week as well. Duke Johnson. Injuries might get him the start. And if so, he could be an option to pick up as well. 16 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown last week. He's only 17% rostered. And then we have a few running backs, actually. So we got we got two more. Zach Moss is one of them. He will be going against Arizona, which isn't the best matchup. Um, but to me, it looks like Singletary might have lost that starting job. Last few weeks, the, the playing time is trending almost equal. And three touchdowns in the last two games for Moss. He's trending up, in my opinion, 69% uh, rostered. He is the highest... Um, rostership rostership ownership um on this list so there's a good chance he's not even available in your league and if he isn't my next pickup would be jd mckissick now antonio gibson is going nowhere he's actually solidifying himself as a real fantasy option going into next year um but with washington on a third string quarterback jd mckissick might see a lot of checkdowns from alex smith and so I think as the reception's back, quote-unquote, in a PPR league, definitely pick him up. He could be very valuable. Uh, plus he has Detroit next week, or this week, I should say, which is, in my opinion, an A-plus matchup that he could really boom. Uh, now we'll go to the wide receivers. We talked about Richie James. Now Jacoby Myers, we, talked, we didn't talk about him on the podcast yet because it's been a few weeks. On the Instagram, we said pick him up. Um, hopefully he listened to us. Because he went for 12 receptions, 169 yards. He's 10% rostered. He's becoming the number one wide receiver right now for Cam Newton. And he's worth a shot. <laughs> the last three weeks have been very efficient. Uh, our last wide receiver on this list is Jalen Rager. He's a first-round draft pick. He is a rookie. He has battled injuries all year long. Excuse me. Uh, all year long. But he's worth the claim. He's definitely worth the claim. And he might return punts too so that that's kind of the dynamic that that makes me want to claim him if he's also returning punts and he's also considered a a real viable option for Carson Wentz I would say claim him 21% rostered anything can happen punt return touchdowns obviously would be a, a huge bonus for your flex now at the tight end position we're going to talk about Taysom Hill a little bit real quick he's got a good matchup against San Francisco next week a B plus Last three weeks, he's obviously being incorporated in the offense much more than he was in the earlier earlier part of the year. And, you know, he can throw, he can run, and he can catch, all while qualifying at the tight end position. So, two tight end leagues, flex leagues, um, deep leagues with, you know, tight ends out, with Kittle out, blah, blah, blah. This guy has a potential to score, and he's going against San Francisco, who was beat up. Man, a way to beat a team that is still good, and well-coached, but has significant injuries, he's changed things up. So Taysom Hill could see a huge, huge role going forward, uh, especially next week. And that's it. Packers we talked about as well. That would be my number two, my number one, as and the Saints would be my number two streaming defense for Week 10. And before we go, our stardom sit results. We had a good week. We said start Josh Allen, James Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant. Unfortunately, Noah Fant got hurt. He had a decent game. He probably would have had a great game. He only played two quarters. Nothing you can do about that. But pretty much all those guys went off. So we're pretty happy about that. James Conner had a bad game. 
Sorry about it. Our SIDM results. Our SIDM results were nice. And if you played PPR, they definitely differ. But Tannehill played bad. Fournette played bad. Jonathan Taylor might have lost his starting role. And Robbie Anderson had 63 yards on nine catches. So PPR league, he went off. Standard, he did not. Same with Sterling Shepard. Only 39 yards, but six receptions. So if you're playing a standard league, that was a money, money pick. Um, and then Dalton Schultz didn't do much. And then finally, all three of our defenses was pretty much correct. The Bucks one was as correct as it gets. The Bears did not play great, and the Dolphins, if they hadn't scored that touchdown, they probably would have been a negative points, 31, 31 points uh, allowed. So we had a pretty good, pretty good day, pretty good day, and uh, it is it is good to be finally back. We apologize for the layoff, but. With that being said, please subscribe or please follow us on Instagram. A lot of stuff is on Instagram. So if we do, for whatever reason, miss a podcast or two, every single day we are doing podcast or um, Instagram posts. So good stuff there. And um, announcement, quick announcement. The basketball offseason is almost underway. I mean, it's underway, but free agency starts on the 20th. We will be starting our player profiles for the NBA season, breakouts, rookies to watch, bust, blah, blah, blah. We don't really focus on fantasy basketball, but we'll cover it. And, you know, that information can definitely translate to guys you want to pick up in your fantasy draft. So that is it for us. Thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you very soon. Don't don't worry. we got some UFC coming up and uh, some more fantasy football. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time.